Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are the The Iggy Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode 11. I'd say this might be one of the most requested episodes. One thing that we heard about the Italian Greyhound, the Iggy breed, when we were first getting her is that potty training them is hard. It's difficult. Yeah, at least that's what we've heard. I know we were scared off of it. So it can be, but why? And also, is that true? That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to investigate that. Today's episode is all about potty training. For us, the debate between girls versus boys has also been mostly related to potty training. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is important, whether you have a girl or a boy, to know everything that it entails. Right. The differences between... Yeah, so that you know how to make the right decision for your lifestyle if you have a choice. Yeah, and if you and don't, I, I think a lot of what we're going to talk about will apply to lots of breeds, but Italian Greyhounds are a little finicky because of their size, because of their um, sensitivity to temperature, and yep. um, like we've talked about, <laughs> yeah, and sensitive souls, and that they have small bladders. Yes, they do have to pee probably more than the average small dog. Or maybe just any small dog has the same... I don't know. Right. Maybe it's small dogs compared to... Big dogs? Big, big dog. I was going to say regular-sized dogs, but to me, this is now a regular-sized <laughs> dog. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to find out today. We'll, we'll talk about it. And, <laughs> and if you have a non-Italian Greyhound and you listen to the podcast, send us a message. Instagram is usually the place. So, the Iggy Parents or Iggy Adelaide. Always happy to chat. So, today is a very special episode... Because, first of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, also plug for our YouTube channel. If you search The Iggy Parents on YouTube, you can watch our podcast there. Go subscribe. Woo, subscribe. And there will be more coming. But if you're watching on YouTube today, you get the special treat of meeting our guest star. She's coming up to the mic right now. Oh, my goodness. Ghost Pony Iggy. Oh, she she just sat back down. <laughs> It's a lot of pressure, Ghost. I know. I know. So this is Adelaide's cousin, Ghost, who lives very near to us. So while her mom is off at work today, we are babysitting Ghost. This is our second day in a row. Adelaide and Ghost have been getting along just swimmingly, I think. Yeah. And Ghost, as a special guest in our household, fun fact, is using our doggy bathroom with the reusable pee pads in there. Yeah. So She's been great. Yeah, and she's a young puppy, so it's a nice treat that we have her so well-trained already. Right, it's a testament to how well it can go. Exactly. This is also a very special episode. Because? You want to tell them, Ryan? While we are recording the episode, Luna, Adelaide's mom, is having her litter. Woo! As of right now, she has had one puppy so far, and that puppy is a boy. And we saw a picture. He looks adorable. Yep. So this is going to be like a potty training 101 kind of situation where first we're going to talk about indoor versus outdoor. And we're going to talk about all the options if you want your dog to go inside only or to do a combination of the both. We're going to give you all the options, including pee pads, 
Or in the old days, they would use newspapers, grass patches indoors, or even little doggy bathrooms. Sort of like a litter box. So these are going to be our top five tips for potty training. Number one, notice the signs and watch like a hawk. Number two, use an enzymatic cleaner if someone has an accident. Number three, stick to your strategy. Consistency is key. Number four, reward instead of punish. Number five, forgiveness. Poop happens, guys. Poop happens. (laughs) Literally all the time it happens. So shall we dive into the tips now? Number one, notice the signs and watch like a hawk. So we're going to start this off by telling you about Adelaide's journey with potty training. I know we have a blog about this. Mm -hmm. We have a blog post from the very beginning, but... Of course, things have been updated and we have lots of new news to share with you, especially in this podcast format. So things that we noticed with Adelaide in the beginning, we have a small one-bedroom apartment, so we're able to watch her, honestly, from all corners of the big open concept room that we have. One of the things I first noticed was her sniffing. She would sniff in the corner near the oven. She would sniff behind things. She would just start to like sniff incessantly. Our apartment has a lot of corners to it because we've got a little den over here. So little extra corners and places for her to hide behind our shelves and things like that. So the the first step is really watch them all the time. And I, I, I don't know what made us first notice like going into corners and being like trying to hide from us. I guess it's that she just wanted to be around us all the time. Yeah, and very then clingy. when she wasn't around us... Like, why? There was only one reason. <laughs> well, we learned that she liked her privacy. So it would happen, she would be sniffing, and then she would hide behind furniture or hide in a corner, and that's when we'd catch her. Oh, and the other thing, we that's the reason we keep the doors closed. So the door to the bedroom and the door to the bathroom, we keep closed so... Like, that's where there are places that we wouldn't be able to see her. And they're not as puppy-proofed. <laughs> right. There's also things for her to get into. Right. Yeah. But it is nice to be able to keep her within one room. Yeah. And watch her constantly. Another thing that we did with her potty training was keep a journal. We noticed that she would pee right after a nap. And we noticed that she would poop maybe an hour after eating. I'm sure it's in our blog. Maybe less. Maybe less. Like, it, it was pretty consistent. Yeah, I mean, I'm finding it now. She has two bites of food and then she goes to poop. Right. So I don't know what, I don't know what's changed in her life. But I just <laughs> say she's, she's full to the brim. <laughs> two make, bites and that's it. Gotta make Gotta room. clean house, you know? <laughs> make then room. she goes back for more after that. <laughs> exactly. Um, I had forgotten about the um, <clears throat> journal that we kept though. We yeah. Keep a really good journal. And we got her in... July. So we were taking her out quite a lot, but we wanted to make sure that she knew about the pee pads because we knew that winter was coming. Yes. So our decision to have Adelaide trained on pee pads, we made it right in the beginning and we chose to have her on pee pads forever because one, we'd heard it's hard to train Italian greyhounds to go outside if you live in a condo. And two, we just want her to not feel trapped. I want her to have the option to pee, poop in the apartment if the weather's bad and because we live in a high-rise building. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead. That's, that's 
Step number three. We're still on step number one. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So we have some stories about Adelaide. Yeah. We got her to have in her crate or her pen a puzzle toy that she enjoyed and was glad to have. But it it didn't actually last that long because she got some poop on it. <laughs> I feel like we're not alone in this. And the second half of this episode is going to be filled with poop and pee mishaps from stories from all of our friends. But this is one of the things I have seen poop on the toys. If you leave the toys in the pen, maybe it inspires them to make poop a toy. Mm -hmm. But we had to throw out her wooden puzzle toy because there's just too much poop in it. Yeah. Well, the the same thing also happened with one of her beds. Yep. Um, What episode did we talk about that on? Was it the Iggy Starter Kit? think so yeah things that we wish we knew yeah yeah anyways another habit or sign that we've noticed in adelaide here with her poopy mishaps was i believe we've told this story but on my birthday she needed to take a benadryl because of an allergic reaction and i thought oh i used to give my old jack russell terrier chloe benadryl in a little cube of cheese let me do that for adelaide i did it the pill fell out I had to give her more cheese. Too much cheese, Jess. Too much cheese. She's a tiny dog. She can only have so much cheese. So much diarrhea. At least 24 hours of diarrhea. Oh, my goodness. So another habit. Notice if any food, treats, anything you give your dog, if it gives them diarrhea, just don't do it again. Mm -hmm. This is something that I'm sure you can relate to if you have long hair. Like if the human has long hair, you mean? Yeah. That hairs in the poop. <laughs> There's hairs in the poop. And then it dangling from her butt. Yep. And you got to pick it out yourself because you don't want them picking it out. No. They're going to try. But then that's how the poop turns into, into a toy. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> Woo. It's on a string. <laughs> <laughs> I made my own toy. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of I made my own snack, which is what it usually is. So innovative. <laughs> We need like a a warning at the beginning of this episode that says like, be warned. It's it's gonna be it's gonna get messy, weird and uncomfortable and messy and yeah. If you don't like the bathroom talk, I'm sorry. This episode is not for you. Yeah, you can skip on. It's okay. We won't take offense. It's not for everyone. And then another poopy mistake from Adelaide. I don't know how this happened. I honestly don't know. But I was sitting on the couch. Adelaide jumped up on me. And she had just gone to the bathroom. I picked up her poop. It was great. But she hopped on me. And I don't know if it was on the book or if it was on me first. But there was smeared poop. And it was on my fingers. And I was writing in my journal. And it was on my journal. And then it was on my phone. And I just, I didn't realize until it had smeared that there was poop on my hands, on the phone, and on my journal that I had just purchased at the start of quarantine to journal about my life and I had to wash that journal because you know I was journaling in it a hundred plus days I needed to preserve it and save it from the poop it's just not fun you know surprise smeared poop I don't know I don't know where it came from so another story a little less accident like is that we were out at the park meeting up with some friends 
um, Ghost, actually. Ghost and Atlas. Yeah. And Adelaide's besties. And Adelaide is much better at going on the pee pads. So yes. sometimes we'll take her out for a walk, come in, first thing she does, go into the bathroom and pee on the pee pad. So we were out at the park. Everyone had blankets out, so we weren't sitting on the grass. And she went and peed on someone's blanket. No. So we taught her too well. Well, I know this is the thing. We like taught her to do that so you like can't punish that or like not that we actually punish we're going to talk about that later but like we just can't be mad at that because it's like oh she did what we taught her to do exactly and that's the thing too like the second we saw her pee in the house as a puppy we would pick her up and then put her on the correct place to pee and maybe you would reward her for that again we'll get to that later but you just want to direct them to the right spot to pee. And if you're not watching your dog, you're not going to be able to do that. They're going to pee. You're not going to notice. So we're happy she peed on a mat, but maybe next time not a human blanket. <laughs> so Adelaide's most recent potty accident, it's really the first one in a long time. Yeah, months and months. We decided to change it up a bit. We got a doggy bathroom, which is... An indoor bathroom for dogs. Yeah. So it's got high walls for boys to be able to lift their leg on. And you put a pee pad down in the bottom. And basically, it's like a litter box for dogs. But with a pee pad in the bottom instead of litter. Exactly. So Adelaide was really scared to go in it at first. And I knew it was going to happen. I just, again, I watched her like a hawk. I was watching her habits. And I could see she was looking at it. And she knew that's where her pee pads used to be but didn't know how to get in it. And the walls, I think, probably scared her. So And there's a little lip to step yes. over to get in. I saw that she was nervous. I decided to make it a training session. I used treats. First, I threw the treats into the doggy bathroom, and she would go in one paw at a time. Like, she would step one paw forward and then use her snout just to lick and get that one treat so then I kept throwing them further into the bathroom. Only problem is, without the treats, her first her first try, she got so nervous and she peed on her bed. She didn't make it in. But honestly, it was that one mishap, and now she's golden. She's been going in there 100% of the time, pees and poops. It's just like her normal pee pads in the bottom of the crate, but now it's, or bottom of her pen, but now it's inside a little enclosure and it looks really nice and also you picked her up yes and put her in so <gasps> there was a trail of pee that went into the bathroom i totally forgot which, that but that was a good thing because <laughs> that's exactly what the, we said right because then there was the scent of pee on the mat which is leading into our next top tip for potty training enzymatic cleaner take it away ryan so there. Um, the brand that we use is Nature's Miracle of Enzymatic Cleaner, and it breaks not down... Not sponsored by. Not sponsored, but... <laughs> Just recommended. But like, they're the best kind, and I've been working at PetSmart, and that's the kind that they have in their oops station, <laughs> Nature's Miracle. So the it breaks down the enzymes in the pee, which is what the dogs can smell, and it makes it so that they're less likely to go in that same spot again. Because dogs like to 
mark their territory. They when they smell pee, they like to go in the same spot. Mm-hmm. I don't and exactly they, know the science. We were saying yeah, they, enzymes, they also but. want a specific spot to go because they like, especially in the pen, they don't want to go where they're going to have to sleep. Right. And so the first step is like, this is your pen. This is where you sleep. And this is where you pee. Right. The, these are two different areas. And then you can generalize that to this is your house. You don't want to pee in your house. You want to pee just in the pad. Nobody wants to wet the bed. Exactly. Ugh. Or like have pee smell all around them. They want it like in a specific spot. So you can use the enzymatic cleaner to make sure they don't go in the spots you don't want and leave the pee smell on the pee pad or the spot that you do want them to go. Like if you have a, a grass patch or, or somewhere specific outside, make sure you do you leave the smell there. And as an example of this, when we went to visit my parents, um, I guess at Christmas? Yeah, it was her second or third time there. No, she wasn't with us at Christmas. Oh. Um, I guess it was September when we went. Yeah. And Adelaide had a little accident off the pee pad. That was her first time traveling to somewhere where she didn't have her regular setup. Yeah. We didn't have her pen with us and we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have the pens. We didn't have the pee pads in the specific spot that she knew of. Yeah. And carpets. Yeah. So she went over to the carpet kind of off in the corner and peed. And we had forgotten to bring the enzymatic cleaner. Smash cut to June of this year when we went to see my parents. Adelaide's perfectly potty trained at this point. Yeah. And we put down one of the pee pads. You you were telling, I had forgotten this, but you put it down in this spot because you knew that she had been. Yep. But. And she was sniffing it. And she, and she was sniffing in that spot. So because we hadn't used the enzymatic cleaner, that spot was her spot. So one morning when we forgot to put out a pee pad after washing it overnight, that's right she where she went. started squatting. Yep. This is September to June, and that's still the spot that she wanted to go. And we tried to clean it, just didn't have the enzymatic cleaner. Yeah. So it was like a scent cleaner. So it smelled good enough for us, but not good enough for her. Mm-hmm. Shall we talk about strategy? Yeah. Step number three. Stick to your strategy. Consistency is key. We chose for Adelaide to go inside as well as going outside. We didn't want to teach her that inside is the only place to go. Mm -hmm. So that meant taking her on lots of walks, frequent walks. I think that for anyone who has trained their Iggy or any breed of dog, if you have potty trained your dog, so many times the advice is go out every hour. You can never go out too much. Just wake up every hour and take them on a walk and they will pee outside and they will learn to only pee outside problem with that iggies like we said bad weather they don't want to walk sometimes they're too shy they might pee but they don't want to poop high-rise building carpeted hallways they might pee in the hallway it's not happened to us yet knock on wood fingers crossed but sometimes if another dog has also peed in the hallway you're just asking for trouble there Mm -hmm. let's chat about the indoor methods so we started off with paper pee pads I used those with my old toy poodle. It was never a problem because she was an adult dog. 
and didn't really have any instincts to turn the paper pee pad into a toy. But I've seen way too many photos on social media and experienced it ourselves with Adelaide digging up the pee pads that the paper pee pads didn't last very long. It became a toy, a treat. Should try and rip them up. Yeah, satisfying. Yeah. So our next step was reusable pee pads, which again, we've talked about in the Iggy Starter Kit, but I just want to stress how important they were for us to train Adelaide to go pee indoors. The great thing about having the pee pad as well, once she pees on it once, the scent is on it. She gets excited. She likes to pee on it again, just like we talked about with the enzymatic cleaner, but this works in your favor. They go pee, same spot, works well. The next step that we tried didn't really work. We had AstroTurf uh, out on the balcony and it had like a little plastic base with a little AstroTurf on top. And I think I only got her to pee on there twice. And that's because I put one of her pee pads she'd already peed on underneath it. (laughs) And she did that twice. But when I didn't have the pee pad out there, she did not care. She did not pee on it. And... It didn't become a toy, but it just was clutter on our balcony. She wasn't going to use it. And a recommendation that we've heard is use the real grass and then she would probably pee on it with more ease. But observing her outside, she pees on everything. She pees on the concrete. She pees on the grass. It really doesn't matter to her. So I don't know if the real grass would have made that much a difference. So another new addition to her potty training after over a year We've decided to change things up again, like we said, with the doggy bathroom. That took extra training. That took lots of time and mental focus to make her comfortable in it. So just know that there will be setbacks. I know Zach George always says that. It's okay. But there definitely are going to be setbacks if you're going to change up your routine on them. So if you go too far and then your puppy has so many accidents... Take a step back. It's okay. You're going to get there. Diapers. So diapers are used often for female dogs that are in heat. And there's both disposable and reusable. But I was reading up about this and some people apparently have used diapers as a potty training method. And the problem is, is what I read about was that it's more of a crutch. It's not actually going to teach your dog to not pee indoors. And ultimately, like once the diaper is off, they're just going to continue with their habits. So I think it's more important to focus on where are they peeing and again, pick them up, scoop them up, put them outside. If you have a backyard, maybe this is the perfect thing for you and you train your dog to go outside and it's super simple. You just open up the patio door or whatever means that you have. But if you're indoors, we'd probably suggest not going the diaper route. And then the opposite of that, or not really opposite, but for for a boy is something called a belly band. And the biggest thing this is stopping is marking, as far as I can tell. Or just peeing indoors. Okay. But yeah, from what I've heard. Right. With the, the times that we've seen it is when... There are female dogs in heat around, in which case the dogs are trying to make everything their own. The belly band just goes around and, and covers up their bits. And they put uh, pads inside. 
so that there's a layer between the band and then oh like an absorbent like a disposable pad, pad right. yeah, 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 that makes so sense. that it soaks up the pee but the band is the reusable part that you velcro around another point to make about male iggies or male dogs is the desire to lift their leg and pee so we talked about this briefly about the doggy bathroom that they have it they have tall walls so the dog if it lifts its leg is going on the wall if you don't have something like that sometimes i've heard of putting the pee pads on the wall and seeing if the dog would pee on the pee pad vertically we've also seen a plexiglass yeah up on the side of a pen that would then be easier to clean exactly or i guess you could put the pee pad on that piece of plexiglass <laughs> But in the end, if we were to have a baby boy, Iggy, we would definitely be using the doggy bathroom. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of the talking. That's okay. I hope I'm making sense. I think so. We haven't gone through puppy training or potty training in a long time. Right. So we're trying to remember what it was like over a year ago Mm -hmm. to be doing this, which is why we need stories. It's true. Number four, reward instead of punish. So much of dog training is getting dogs to fight their natural instincts. So if you're trying to get your dog to walk, their natural walking speed is faster than a human. So you have to retrain their natural instinct. But when it comes to potty training, going to the bathroom is like relieving yourself is a self-rewarding behavior. So they get a... You don't have to reward them at all. They just get the reward because they feel better after doing it. So one thing that you can do is use treats to make the rewards even better. Like when they do it correctly, when they go outside or when they go on the on the um, pee pad. But punishment is not really going to work because they're just going to think they've done something bad. And then maybe not use the bathroom at all or try and hide it from you even more right oh i can only go to the bathroom when he's not here that happened with Maisie, not about the hiding but not wanting to go to the bathroom outdoors i think that it came from potentially mixed messages of accidents in the house there's an old sort of teaching method of put your dog's nose in the in the poop that they made and tell them bad dog or no and that has been deemed as not effective effective so not only is it not fun to just punish with this negative reinforcement but it's also not going to help you so something we've learned Mm -hmm. number five forgiveness poop happens poop happens you know i think that just what we were saying about not using negative reinforcement, forgive your dog, forgive yourself. Because it can get really frustrating if you think you've made so much progress and you've gone three weeks with no accidents and then bam, for no reason, there's an accident in the middle of your floor. Don't blame yourself. Of course, we recommend watching them like a hawk, but you all have lives, you all have jobs, and it's going to happen. And the other thing is you never know what change, however small it might seem, can throw them off. 
So like we said, going to visit somewhere new, adding something new like a doggy bathroom in, all these things. We were nervous when we changed the reusable pee pads. Right. We changed the brand and we thought, oh, I hope that's not too much of a change for her. Yeah. You never know when it's going to be the thing that's going to set them off, right? The the different brand of pee pads are our first ones we'd been using for over a year and were great, but were getting less absorbent. We were having to change them more often. So we were concerned that maybe we were going to have to retrain her and we didn't, but then we did with the doggy bathroom. So Right. Who knew? And don't be upset with yourself if your plans change. So I know maybe in the beginning, a lot of people start out and they go, oh, my dog is going to go to the bathroom outside. There's no way that I'm going to have a pee pad indoors. Once the puppy training is done, that dog is peeing outside. But then winter comes and you notice the habits of your dog again, notice the signs. And if they look like they're going to pee inside, maybe you got to re-examine the plan. So this is just our way of saying it's okay if it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And a combination of both inside and outside, I think is probably very common, but we're going to get into that after a little break. We'll be right back. Bunny Belts premiered at the Pet Expo in Toronto in 2001, and now they've taken over the world. I mean, if your plan for world domination includes providing safe and stylish harnesses for adorable dogs. (laughs) Inspired by Buddy, a miniature Dachshund, Buddy Belts harnesses are easy to use with a single buckle and reduce stress on the neck, fastening behind the shoulder blades. I know many Iggy parents that have reached out asking for harness recommendations that still match the stylish Iggy lifestyle. Our number one recommendation is always Buddy Belts. Buddy Belts are made with soft, supple, pebble grain leather, available in a rainbow of colors, even including our canary yellow for Adelaide, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fit dog size teacup, toy, and standard. Beyond harnesses, they have leashes and poo purses and so many other... They've even started making masks. They've even started making masks. Really cool stuff out there. And collars. I just saw that the other day. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that either, actually. There you go. Learning. There's a tidbit for today. So if you're looking for a safe and comfortable harness that is also a fashion statement, look no further than Buddy Belts. You can find them on Instagram at Buddy Belts or their website. Buddy-Belts.com. B-U-D-D-Y-B-E-L-T-S.com. You won't be sorry. (laughs) We're going to tell you... What all of our followers have shared with us. It was quite enlightening, actually. I know. I'm I'm actually very shocked, <laughs> personally. I've heard a lot about Iggy's not being able to go to the bathroom outside or not wanting to go to the bathroom outside. So in my brain, I just equated it to most Iggy's. But let's get some numbers from our followers. Most of the time, do you pee inside or outside? And the answer is... 34% say inside, 66% say outside. I was shocked. No way. <laughs> we had no idea we were in the minority. I think among our friends, we live in a city. Many people live in high rises. So I'm thinking maybe it's a Toronto thing. Maybe it's a city thing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, do you poop inside or outside? 
31% said inside. 69% said outside. So about the same. About the same. But more people poop outside. That's slightly, slight amount of people poop more outside. So maybe the pee pads are only for pee. I think that might be a thing. Hmm. Maybe it's only a few Iggy's on our social media that do that. But hmm. Next question is, can you do both? Pee, poop, outside, and inside? And the answer was? 59% said yes. 41% said ew, no. <laughs> so it looks like there are a lot of people that do a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And it probably has to do with the weather. And where you live and what and your schedule. If you have a backyard, again, I think that your lifestyle is going to dictate your potty training method for your Iggy. So when you go outside, does it have to be grass? Grass only. 42%. Pavement or whatever. It's 58%. So that's the same as Adelaide when she's out. That makes sense to me. If you pee or poop inside, is it paper pee pads or reusable? Paper was 78% and reusable was 22%. We're like way in the minority. I had no idea. I know. I'm like, is everything we're doing just counter culture? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one thing I'll say about the reusable pads is we're very fortunate to have washer dryer in our unit. Also, I think people just don't know about them, Ryan. That might be true. I've gotten a lot of messages from people saying, wait, what? There's reusable pads? At PetSmart, we only have paper. Yeah. So like quite a big section of them, actually. So I like if you have the means of washing them with bleach in a washer dryer situation, honestly, great for the environment. Yay. Not creating waste because the waste that you're creating as well. I don't think that they're compostable. The paper, I, there's plastic in it. Like, I don't think it's recyclable. I think that the reusable is the best option. And we've had some for a year. They've lasted really well. We just just replenished our stock. And they wash up really easily. And Adelaide uses them and does not rip them apart. Woo. So, so many bonuses. The dog loves them. The environment. Everybody's happy. And now about the doggy bathroom or not. said pads, pee pads, special bathroom, 26%. Actually, I think that was a little higher than I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, we'd heard about the special bathrooms. I've even seen some Iggy's parents are so creative and they've made their own bathrooms, which is amazing, out of an old tub and cutting it up and adding a little grass patch in it. Very, very cool. But... I think that that maybe is going to start changing as more people look for solutions of how to have their Iggy go inside. Mm -hmm. If you pee or poop on a pee pad, will you go wherever the pee pad is? Duh. Was 76% and 24% no way. No way. As you can see, Jess has fun like changing up what the answers are. (laughs) Yes or no is too basic. Yeah. Yes or no is so boring. Come on. You got to do something. Keep it fresh. But that's good. That means it's a a movable spot for like travel or if something changes. 
yeah. for most people. I mean, if you saw the story that we posted, full disclosure, that's Adelaide peeing on a pee pad in our bathroom while I was taking a bath. <laughs> Watching them like a hawk. Well was, done. Good dog momming. I was watching her because I thought, you know what? I want a bath. Icky parenting instead of dog momming. Yeah. yeah she, it, go on. Sorry. She was so tiny at this point, but I knew she already knew how to use the pee pads. I was like, this girl knows what she's doing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring her bed. I'm going to bring a couple of toys, a little chew stick, and a pee pad. And while I'm in my bathtub having a great time, she can sleep in her bed, play, or pee on the pee pad. And she did. So if you did see that poll, that's the picture of her peeing on the pee pad in the bathroom. And lastly here, we have maybe the most interesting question. I was going to say this is the burning question. Everyone wants to know. I get this question a lot. At what point in puppyhood were you potty trained? The answers were over nine months, nine months, six months, or four months and under. So we fall into the category of four months and under. Mm-hmm. I think Adelaide was, I think it was four months. Yeah. We did write about it in the blog. Well, it was like right at four months when we visited my family and we had that like small accident. One accident that had, wait, how old was she when we went to honeymoon? No, it's honeymoon. That was it. Oh, Adelaide, this is a success story, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Adelaide was 100% pee pad trained by the time Ryan and I went on our honeymoon. I think we'd had her for like six weeks or so. That was in August. She was born in May. Yeah. The thing I was so proud of was that Adelaide peed on the pee pads and not the carpet. My parents have a, a combination of both carpet and hardwood in their house. Mm-hmm. And they set up her pen. They had the pee pads just like we liked it. She's actually got her very own pen at their place. So for us, conveniently, we don't have to bring the pen with us every time we go. Well, now at that first trip, we did bring the pen. Oh, we did. But now we don't. Anyways, <laughs> we weren't thinking ahead just yet. But hot tip, if you've got a place where your dog frequently goes to be uh, watched or likes to play, a family members, etc., have an extra pen. I know they're freaking heavy to try and bring with you anyway a four foot high pen yeah again iggy starter kit throw back to the episode if you don't know what we're talking about go back to that episode anywho she was so successful she didn't have any accidents just went on the pee pads so adelaide fell under the four months and under category but let's tell you the numbers in last place was with in last place this means the fewest amount of iggies was it nine months? Very close, just a couple votes off, was six months. A couple votes off from that was over nine months. Number one, ding, 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 double the amount of votes of any of the others, four months and under. I think that should be encouraging to everyone. New Iggy parents know that it can be done and not take that long. And also, if... It is taking a little longer. You're not alone. I think everyone moving at their own pace is totally acceptable, right? It's not like 99% of people are done after four months. Right. There was more of a confidence that the Iggy's went outside versus inside than there was about the timing of it. Right. Which again, I'm shocked about. (laughs) I would have thought it was a 50-50 split. I have one thing to add 
about your training methods for potty training. If you're going to use pee pads, just be aware that your Iggy might pee on anything that is pad-like. So like we mentioned, Adelaide went on a blanket outside. They might go on your bath mat. If you've got a mat at your front door, anything that's like a mat, just be extra careful around. A backdrop for a photo shoot. Siggy, I'm looking at you. It might be a new pee pad. (laughs) Story time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a sing-songy mood because the puppies are being born right now. It's story time. It's story time. Oh, by the way, little pup date. One puppy has been born. It looks just like Adelaide. And it's a boy. We already said that. 6.5 ounces. Oh, I didn't know that part. I got the weight. <laughs> we just got an updated photo. That's all. All right. First story is from Baloo and Bertel. Baloo was our first dog and he was quite fast trained. It was around a few weeks he got it that he should only go to pee and poo outside. We were running outside with him every time he showed signs like sniffing on the floor and making circles. Also at night, we went out with him every two hours. It was exhausting, but we understood fast. Now with our second Iggy, the situation is completely different. Bertel is shy, is very shy outside, and would never do potty in an unknown area. He is only safe and chill enough in the apartment or in the small backyard of our house, but only when there's nobody else around. So with him, it will be a longer period to get him potty trained. Baloo is always coming to call me when Bertel did a potty in the house and shows me the accident. Big old tattletale. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great sibling relationship. I'm here to help you out, buddy. So yeah, they are handling the situation in a relaxed way and giving Bertel his time, which also means they're cleaning up a lot. Thanks for that story. We're going to have to see what it's like for having a second Iggy here. I know. I feel like that's foreshadowing. I've been curious what it's going to be like to have two that... It's like Adelaide's great and knows where to go and what to do. Is that going to make it easier for another one? Or is it going to be like, oh, that's Adelaide's bathroom. I'm not allowed to go there. Yeah, I wonder if they're territorial about the bathrooms. Not sure. Also, I want to be very clear with this episode that we say 100% trained or potty trained. We consider if your Iggy is going to the bathroom on the pee pads, we consider that 100% potty trained. If they know to pee on a pad, it doesn't just have to be going outside. I know that that's a misconception that your dog isn't potty trained unless they can only go outside and they don't have accidents. Because if your dog's directing their pee or poop to a direct spot, I don't think that that is considered an accident personally. So if you feel left out because your Iggy pees and poos inside only, that's okay. This is from Iggy Nala's mom. Iggy Nala responded to our poll saying that she goes inside and outside 50% of the time. She most often poops on her mat when we're at work or at night, but there's been times where she will go by the front door or she'll go behind the couch, and she did it recently for the first time in a long time when they were at work. I think it was in protest. She's a sassy girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I make my feelings known. Hey, don't leave me here. Yeah. Poop. (laughs) such a cute little poop sound you have to make it cute we're talking about this is potty language bowie next up with the story iggy bowie goes on pads 
And they're big advocates for using pads because when they travel, he'll go on them 100%. You just show him where the pad is. And once he knows, he goes there all the time. And when the door wasn't open to go outside. So we've got two dogs here with very similar stories. We've got Nello and we've got Bambi from Germany. Nello peed on Nello's mom's boyfriend's pillow, which we're thinking was not a coincidence. And Bambi pooped on the pillow, not once, but twice. They thought, again, both of them said they thought it was coincidence. And yet it happened again. Yeah. Hmm. Fishy Mm. story there, ladies. Yeah. Or Nello's a boy. Sorry. Anyway. Bambi's a lady. (laughs) We don't discriminate here. Iggy's want to make sure that you know that this is their house. Absolutely. Adelaide has not had an opportunity to go on a pillow. So I don't know if she would have been sassy. But to be honest, I think that Adelaide's a bit of a daddy's girl. So... I don't know if she would, if anything, she'd probably pee on my pillow, but we'll see. (laughs) Also, I can imagine the cleaning would be awful to clean a pillow because it's not just a pillowcase. I'm sure it would have seeped through to the actual pillow. I mean, at that point, maybe we would just buy another pillow, but I'm sorry you had to go through that Nello and Bambi's fam. That's rough. Next up is Quincy from New Brunswick. Before we had doggy bathroom, we used to hang a pee pad vertically next to one on the floor. We have a boy Iggy. That worked great until he discovered that our off-white couch that sits on our off-white rug in our living room looks very similar. He's now three years old and luckily only poops on the rug if it's raining outside. (laughs) Luckily. (laughs) Cross all your toe beans. It doesn't happen. We don't allow this, of course, but he's sneaky and knows how to trick us. I think that's true of all Iggy's. They're sneaky. They know. (laughs) This is from Molly. She said, when mom was trying to crate train me, I would quietly pee and poop in the crate and then whine to be let out because I didn't want to sit in my mess. Eventually, mom learned and stopped locking me in there and instead has learned to use a litter box. So really sounds like Adelaide that she will wake us up at 3 a.m. if she's pooped. Come on. It stinks Um, in here. (laughs) Get this out of here. Ugh. But it's not in her bed because we have the space for her, but she needs us to clean that up for her. Gigi, the traveling Iggy. Uh, This is a story from his Iggy parent. The other day, Gigi did a pee in his travel crate, so he had to sit on my lap while we still had about 25 minutes to get home. He then did a wee on me. I was wearing jeans. It was so uncomfortable. And I'll just share with you that Gigi's mom showed me the picture and Gigi peed on her lap right in the spot that looks a little, a little bit like the human peed. So, (laughs) you know, wet, uncomfortable and a little embarrassing, I bet. I'm sure you got in and washed that away right away, Gigi's mom. (laughs) Thanks for that story. And for the photo evidence. Just want to thank everyone for sending in these stories. I'm sorry we're not going to get to all of them. But if you are loving this potty break with all of these stories, maybe we'll have a follow-up episode. (laughs) 
But I'm going to end this off with Ernesto the Iggy or Ernie. So Ernie responded to a couple of our polls as well. He goes inside on the pads in the morning and night, but in the evening when they're out on walks, he goes to the bathroom outside. So he's a, a boy that goes both inside and outside. And then when asked if he was potty trained, his Iggy parents said, we're looking forward to it. Ernie got trained really quick, possibly within the first two to three weeks of coming home. We initially wanted to train him to go outside, but then the pandemic hit, so we switched to inside. But he didn't like outside in his first week, so he just started doing his business inside. So there's an example of how outer forces are um, creating a new potty training method. And last up here for Ernie's story, the dreaded Roomba story. It was Tuesday night of this week. I, Ernesto the Innocent, snuck a quick poo in the bathroom and ran back to bed without Mom noticing. Mom turned on the vacuum robot, the Roomba, just like every morning. She closed our bedroom door to let the Roomba do its thing. At lunchtime, she opened the door only to find a horrible stench. Ah, the Roomba found the poop surprise in the bathroom and smeared it across the entire apartment. We all lived happily ever after. Once my special smell left the apartment three days later of nonstop deep cleaning, I assume also the Roomba went directly in the garbage, but they don't say that in this. <laughs> the mystery of the Roomba. Ernesto, if you're listening, please let us know what happened to your Roomba. Yeah. Did you get a new one? Did your parents get a new Roomba? Either that or like dismantle the entire thing and get it out of every like component of the machine. Yeah, I don't know. Unless you're a Roomba manufacturer. I don't know. I've never had a Roomba, but I've been in rooms where they've Roombaed. Yeah. At um, When Hounds Fly. When Hounds Fly has one. A, we've never seen it run, but. I saw a Corgi make it run. The Corgi <laughs> right. sat its butt down on it and then it left its home and the Roomba started going. <laughs> she clicked the start button with her butt. I'm assuming that's how a Roomba starts up. Yeah, it's futuristic. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you enjoyed our potty stories. Um, I definitely laughed to myself a lot. I know. Well, and the biggest thing for me is that like everyone has a potty story. Oh, yeah. Right. We, We got a bunch. We said some of them. And I'm sure every single person who responded to the quiz would have had or could have had a story to share as well. Definitely. So thanks for sharing them with us. So, Jess, I think what we should do is leave the podcast set up. Yep. Pup date later. And then do the pup date later. Yep. So we'll be back with an exciting pup date. Pup dates. In a minute. Pup dates. Pup dates. Pup dates. Sorry, sweetie. (laughs) Sorry, we didn't mean to scare you. We just had the launch of our newsletter. The International Dog Day giveaway that we had on our Instagram was in celebration of forming our newsletter list. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't signed up for that yet, still a chance to sign up. It's going to have information like new products that we have designed and maybe special deals and blogs and all of our updates on our podcast of course yeah the, like the most popular 
episodes and the ones that we think you really don't want to miss, we will be sure to shout those out in the newsletter. Because we don't know where you're joining us on this journey. Maybe this is your first time listening to us and you don't know about the Iggy Starter Kit and you've got a puppy coming home in two weeks. You never know when this is going to find you. So just know that if you want to stay updated with all of the news, sign up for a newsletter on our website. It's theiggyparents.com slash newsletter. So as we said, we had a giveaway to celebrate this. And our winner was Barry the Iggy or at Barry the Ig. Celebrating you, Barry. We're so excited that you're going to be receiving your very own buddy belt, mm-hmm. harness, and our cap. Yeah. So we just got ours in the mail. So they come from the States for North America. So it took a, a while to get across the border for us. People in Europe, there's a a shipping center in Europe as well. So people in Europe got theirs much quicker than ours. Truth be told, we're still waiting on our blanket. Right. We've we've only got the hat, but it looks so good. It looks perfect. It's exactly what we wanted. Want to talk about the next update, Ryan? Yep. We've been working on expanding our little internet dog business here. Since we've been at home, we've been trying to really flesh it out and, and focus on making it a constant presence in our life. So it has included having the podcast and posting consistently on Adelaide's Instagram, at least. We post less frequently on the Iggy Parents, but if you go to the Iggy Parents Instagram feed, you'll see we've got a little bit of a a design layout happening because we've got posts for the episodes and then we also post pictures kind of alternating to make it pleasing to the eye. But we also have been setting some business goals and expectations. So we've talked in the past about the challenge that Tori Mystic set, which kickstarted us to make these print-on-demand products available. And she has now, in the Facebook group that she has for kind of all pet petrepreneurs, <laughs> has challenged us to make a, a business plan and set some goals for ourselves. So um, Jess's dad is actually in business himself. So it was dad's idea for the business plan. It was Tori's idea to have for, goals. For the goals. Okay. so Same thing. Yeah, they've but... kind of combined. <laughs> but now that we have these goals and we've got a business plan that we are going to print out and stick up on our vision board, we uh, we wanted to mention them here and make us a little more accountable. So we just recently hit 8,000 followers on Instagram. And we've actually just recently kind of revamped that goal because our follower growth has been... Better than we were expecting, I guess. Yeah, I think a little faster. We were supposed to hit 8,000 from our predictions, I think, by October? Maybe even November. Maybe even November, the original predictions. We started these predictions back in April? Mm, Something like that. April or May. Yeah, it was based on a a Skillshare that we did. Yeah, and also just looking at our stats, because we had a little break from Instagram, but before that, our numbers were at a certain point, mm-hmm. and then we had a little break, and then we came back, and our numbers are back to where they were, because of course, we're engaging our audience again, which is great. Yep. We're back on the scene, and if we just maintain those numbers, we should hit all of our goals, mm-hmm. which is really exciting, and it just means that we're meeting new pups out there, because there's always new Iggy's born every day. It's very exciting. <laughs> If that's not a segue, I don't know what is, Ryan. Okay. So this next pup date is something that we've been excited to announce for a few months. We've been hinting at it. Yeah. yeah. Not You're not subtly. wrong. You're not crazy. We are getting Adelaide a baby sister. Woo. 
And Iggy, it's a full sibling. It's from her mom and her dad. So we're going to go into the story in more detail in like we're going to have a whole episode about it. Um, And we're going to talk about what it's like to have like to experience Iggy puppy birth because it was a whole experience for us. Yeah. And we probably had a little more info than the average couple, the average Iggy parents. Um, And that's thanks to our amazing breeder. She kept close contact with us as much as she could during the whole process. I'm sure every birth is a little different, but this one in particular was a unique experience. And by being in close touch with our breeder, it was really interesting and enlightening to hear about the experience when it's even a surprise for the breeder herself. There were some firsts in this experience. Mm -hmm. So the puppies were born in a non-traditional way. And so to give perspective, Adelaide's litter was born over like four or five hours compared to... Two days. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's not a full two days. Sorry, I just want to say that we're very lucky to have had such a great relationship with our breeder. Since this is our second puppy and we already know Shalane, it's really nice that we're able to stay in close contact. So... Again, we're giving you sort of the insider view of what it's like to hear about the process and how it's very tiring for the mom, very tiring for the breeder. And this very particular instance was stressful. So let's get into it. Labor started for Adelaide's mom, Luna, around noon on September 1st. Mm -hmm. And the first boy was born at 1.28 p.m. So I don't think there's anything abnormal with that, but... What happened afterwards is where the story changes. We kept getting updates and there were no puppies. And we were kind of sitting, twiddling our thumbs and wondering. And the first one was a boy and we really wanted a girl. So we're just waiting for that girl to be born and crickets. And no while, puppies. We were, while we were waiting, we did a little research ourselves and, and found an, an article online that said if there's more than a couple hours between puppies, then it's time to go to the vet. And eventually, Shalane made that decision as well. Yeah, so Luna's belly was very big, and the pups were all moving. So at one point, she fell asleep and took a nap. And I think that it was, the thought was, once she wakes up, then the puppies will be on their way. But Luna was up and walking around with this very big belly, and the puppies inside her were moving around, but no puppies were being born. And it... No one seemed to be in distress, but it was a little abnormal. And after weighing their options, eventually the decision was made to go to the vet. For Luna, the labor had gone on so long and with no puppies coming out, the vets and the breeder decided to perform a C-section. This is the first time for our breeder that she's had to have one of her dogs undergo this surgery. And... That's a scary thing mm-hmm. when you think about the safety of your dog as well as the new puppies to be born. It's emotional. So the, I think the funniest part about this is that these puppies from one litter have two birthdays. <laughs> so the boy that was born first was born September 1st and then the others were born September 2nd in the, the next morning. The morning, yeah. And because this labor was complicated they decided that luna needed to get spayed this would be her last litter yeah okay by us yeah because 
you know, she had seven puppies last time and seven puppies this time. That's a pretty good track record there, Luna. Yeah. Officially, one male puppy was born September 1st and six siblings on September 2nd. Our breeder was fortunate that everyone survived the surgery and everyone was able to come home. We were first picked for females and lucky for us, there was just one. She is the tiniest of the group, but we hear she's doing well and she's eating lots. It is with heavy hearts we share that our breeder experienced another first as well. And we just found this out today that Luna lost an Iggy puppy. So this is something that, again, we're going to discuss more on a full episode dedicated to Iggy births, Iggy puppy births. But unfortunately, one of the boys did not make it. And it just sort of made us realize that surviving the birth is just the first step. Right. When we weren't getting those updates, we were nervous. Yeah. And I get <laughs> this is reminding me of... I think other people are nervous as well because we were being so open and sharing yeah. it on social media, which is a beautiful thing. But then you also have to be prepared for if there's not good news. There is sometimes bad news. And we just are wanting to be honest and open with you guys about this because it's not all sunshine and roses and as much as we want it to be and that there's optimism and hope here. There's also you know, the reality that that can happen. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, it's reminding me of the bee sting Mm -hmm. that we thought like it was over and it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're all okay. They came home from the hospital. They're great. Yeah. No, no. It's, and you know, we wouldn't have known this unless we experienced it. And I think the reality for a lot of people is they may not even be involved in the process of the puppies being born at this point. Oh, of course. Yeah. But again, like I said, we have this great relationship with our breeder and it happens to be that we've been waiting for months for this to happen and specifically Luna and Hefner to have this litter together just so we could have a full sibling. And, you know, it's it's a, a special thing, but also we have to be aware of reality and life so we are hopeful that our little girl will grow big and strong like her siblings so she was born 87 grams and the biggest one was around 300 grams we know that she is in the safest hands and she is going to fight we will keep you updated of course and we will share the full story in a dedicated episode yeah that one will be coming soon just because it's so top top of of mind mind. (laughs) yeah (laughs) but that's the big pup date for you there are puppies on the way and we are praying and hoping that our little girl she's blue and white she's beautiful she's tiny check out our instagram if you want to see photos and we hope that she makes it adelaide's settling in for a nap now so i guess that's our time to say farewell (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode of the iggy parents you can follow us on instagram at at the iggy parents or find us on youtube search for the iggy parents and you'll find us This podcast is available where all podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye from Ryan. And Jess. And Adelaide. Thanks.